That was Stay Gold by Steph Mariani. Our next interviewee wrote and recorded that award-winning song five years ago. Steph Mariani is the subject of Adeline Ng's interview. Having experienced personal tragedy in her life, Steph had to work hard to overcome the naysayers, which she did over time. In the meanwhile, she became successful as a business negotiator and closed over $100 million US dollars in real estate sales in Hawaii. She also won Hawaii's Nahoku Hanohano Award for her music album Stay Gold in 2018. Her current focus is to grow her international movement of people committed to stay true to themselves despite the worst circumstances, such as the financial impact of COVID and the war in Ukraine. In this week's episode, I'm speaking with someone who started her own movement, and it's gaining traction around the world, but the journey getting there hasn't come from a predictable origin story. However, I'll let her tell you the rest. Steph Mariani is a multi-award-winning negotiator and business strategist based in Hawaii. What motivates her now is her movement called Stay Gold, which teaches people precisely how to stay a good-hearted person in a difficult world. And she now teaches the moves she had to learn. So Steph, so happy to have you on the show. Welcome. Thank you. It's so wonderful to be here with you, Adelaine. From Hawaii to the world, congratulations on how the Stay Gold initiative and movement is just going from strength to strength. As I hinted, there is so much to your story and so many nuances in the Stay Gold message. We could go in several directions here, but I would love to start with the genesis of the movement. So when people ask you, you know, where has all this come from, Steph, your music, your message, your movement? And I know that's three M's there. I uh, didn't do that on purpose. But what is the story of your why? What would you tell us? So, you know, it's interesting because my why is going back farther and farther into my personal history as I'm writing my book, you know, because I have to ask myself that question, why stay gold? Like, why do I care so much? And just to give you a brief background, my parents were teenagers. And so I was raised by um, my great grandmother, who was born in Italy in 1894 till I was about seven years old, and my, also my grandmother and my great aunt who were born in Italy. So I got these incredible old world values passed down to me that I didn't come to realize until I was well into being an adult that not everybody has those. And those were things that I ended up falling back on later in my life when things did not go the way that I planned for them to. But my my parents being teenagers, they had a lot of problems, um, different issues. And my mother joined a very high controlled religious organization when I was young. And I married into that organization. And then I left at the age of 36, both my 18 year marriage and my high controlled religion. And this particular group was had a very culty way of making sure you wouldn't survive if you left. Wow. Yeah. And so I'm just really freshly telling this story in its entirety. Um, so I appreciate the way that you framed that. This is probably my first interview where I'm like able to put together what it means to stay gold. And simply put, what it means to me is they told me that if I left, I was not a good person. 
Wow. And how did they make you believe that? It was something that I was conditioned from a very young age. So people are shunned that question or in any way disrupt the apple cart um, by saying or doing anything that compromises the integrity of that control group. So what I did was I didn't get kicked out. I just walked away because I saw some things. Ironically, the reason I was very religious is because of my incredible love for God and my incredible sense of friendship and and my integrity towards that. And so that's actually why I couldn't stay because all of a sudden it conflicted with my own conscience to be present. And without getting into a whole lot of detail, the book is details it a little bit. I don't, I don't, I don't get too gory with it, but I just want people to understand the essence of it. Because if you're in a situation where you are being brainwashed, which is very common in lots of systems and societies, if not the majority of them that we are under, we find ourselves out of integrity. Where do you go? Where do you start to find yourself? Stay Gold was a song that I wrote in 2016 after I left. And I wrote it for a friend who was going through a hard time. And essentially, I was pleading with her to keep her childlike sense of wonder and her kindness and her softness and not to let her challenges harden her, right? So I got kicked out of that organization I got shunned. Everyone I ever knew stopped talking to me. My own mother told me that, you know, the devil had won me from God like I was part of a card hand. So the mental Jenga that I had to play just to get my head on straight and to feel like I was worth the skin that I was in was incredible. But it was what I call the stay gold principle. And I created an acronym based on old world values that my great-grandmother taught me when I was a kid. And so I truly believe that if we have compassion for each other as a core value, and we have these, you know, these eight core values, you know, they're very simple things, right? S is for sincerity. And yes, this works in business. Yes, you're going to make more money. Yes, your family life's going to be better. Yes, your dating life is going to be better. You know, your relationships with your neighbors and your parents are going to be improved by by applying this. But essentially, Stay Gold is about my quest to determine whether I could stay a good person without having the permission of an organization. That's huge. I'm just thinking, though, I mean, people might be listening and go, that's an incredible story, Steph, but, you know, I've never been part of a cult and I've heard of colds. They always get featured in documentaries and, you know, the current affair news um, time slot and that kind of thing. But that's not me. And yet you kind of hinted that um, brainwashing is common and it's something that a lot more people are kind of subject to. They're in that environment without knowing it. So I'm just wondering what you meant by that. Are there things that you've seen? Um, because I, I know I've heard you say somewhere else before that performers see things more than most other people do. So I'm just wondering, what is it that you might be seeing that other people are, are going, nah, nothing to see here, move on? <laughs> There's like, we have no problem. That is such a good question because when you're in it, when you have been conditioned to believe something, you are unaware. 
that you are inside of a specific systemic way of thinking. You know, you think about like, my answer to that would be also, you know, you think about systemic things like racism and sexism and, you know, pretty much any ism, anybody who says you will be cut off if you question or step outside your place inside this system is potentially a cult. And you that the, the insidious thing is you don't know it until you, you realize that you are faced with your own integrity and your own conscience. And you have to decide if you have to betray yourself to belong somewhere, you might be in a cult. And it may not look like the scary things you see in documentaries. It might be something a lot closer to home that we've accepted as normal. That is, I think what you just said is is so interesting. And I know that not everyone who's listening, but at least half the audience, I think, would go, well, we've had a few things happen in the last couple of years that I think, given nod to what you're saying, and um, that's an interesting yardstick that we can just apply. Are you being made to do something that you don't feel comfortable with? And if you didn't comply, then you would be... Um, cut off. Right. But I guess also the question of, you know, how you stay gold in all of that. Um, you had the, I guess, fortunate position of knowing what gold actually even looked like from the values that your grandmother taught you. But so many people don't have that. So I guess when it comes to staying gold, even finding what gold actually means, outside of uh, the environment that they're so used to, what does that look like? That's such a good question. Okay, so if we don't want to be part of a cult and we don't want to compromise our integrity, then where do we go? Who tells us what's for us and what's right and wrong? It's our intuition. We know the answers. We do. We are conditioned. We are gaslighted. Let me give you an example. A little girl, six years old, and she goes into a social setting with her parents. And there's a man there and he wants to hug her and he wants to put her on his lap. And she's like, nope, I'm not comfortable with that. And she turns her body away and she makes a face. And what do her parents do? Do they struggle to make sure that that man doesn't feel awkward? Do they force their daughter to be polite? That's gaslighting. That is conditioning. That is denying your daughter her rights to her own body. And yet that is so common because we don't want to make people feel bad. And yet that little, that little beacon inside of her body is her best friend. That is what saved me. I had to wake that up. That's how you stay gold. You wake up. We have two brains, one in our head and one inside our body. We take in information into our mind and we have to we have to, to chew on it. You have to, it has to sound down below the neck. You can't just regurgitate stuff from the neck up and expect to stay gold and expect to come out in the end in the condition that you want to be in. So the answer, and this is like, this is the greatest news ever, is nobody has the answer for you. You have the answer. That little girl knows the answer. She knows how to protect herself. She doesn't need to know why. She doesn't need to explain to anyone why. She doesn't need to be impolite to address that. So you stay gold by going back and unfortunately, like 
I don't know if there's a way around going back and, and acknowledging where, at what point in time you stopped honoring yourself. In my situation, yes, it's extreme. And I agree that, you know, with, with your listeners who are thinking like that, that doesn't apply. It's such a, it, there's varying degrees of it because we also have the media that is trying to tell us how to feel about ourselves billion dollar industries that are counting on the fact that you feel like you're not good enough. So to stay gold, the eight core principles help you to maintain your autonomy in your brain and your thinking. Yeah. To free yourself from any kind of mental slavery you're in. And that, and again, when you're being brainwashed, when you have all of this information coming in from trusted sources, supposedly, right? It could be your parents. It could be your pastor. It could be your president. You got to make sure that you have this on. You got to have your your gut instinct is the greatest gift that you have. Adelaide Ng there with Steph Mariani. To hear the extended interview, just search for Adelaide's podcast titled "Upon Arrival." This is the Travel Writer Show on J Air 88 FM in Melbourne.